We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The 2-2-1 Detroit Lions are back at home at Ford Field to take on the 4-2 Minnesota Vikings. On today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we have a full injury report on both teams, the Minnesota Vikings and the Detroit Lions. We also have a roster breakdown of the Minnesota Vikings, breaking down each position and looking at some strengths and weaknesses that could be on that team. How exactly can the the Detroit Lions attack that Minnesota Vikings team? Find out on episode 50 of the Pride Podcast. guys welcome back to the pride podcast episode 50 yes y'all you heard that correctly episode 50 and i cannot believe how far we've came it's been almost a year since we started so thank you guys so much and to show our appreciate go over on lions nation on instagram and go over to the pride podcast on instagram we are actually running two giveaways right now one of the giveaways on my page currently is a jared davis sign 8x10 photo and then the other one is a Detroit Lions t-shirt you guys can go look for yourself on Instagram and you know showing our appreciation for all the support you guys have been giving us and yeah episode 50 but yeah welcome on to the pride podcast on the blue wire network I got the two suspects as always Pierre and Malcolm well damn and And (laughs) before we get into talking about the Minnesota Vikings Let's talk about a transaction real quick that the Lions made the day of this recording, actually. So the Lions were rewarded with running back Trey Carson from the Green Bay Packers from waivers, and they ended up waiving running back Paul Perkins. So Paul Perkins spent a total of almost a month here and was activated for one game, which was Monday. 
and I believe got only one snap, and that was on special teams. So that was the era of Paul Perkins in Detroit. So the era is now over in Detroit for Paul Perkins. But that's They're going to put his number in the banners? Uh, you know, it's, it's in consideration right now. We'll see yeah. how... We'll see how it goes. But let's get into this injury report. So, Malcolm, let's give the light to you. What is the Lions injury report looking like right now? All right. So, in Detroit, we have Mike Daniels. He has a foot injury. He did not practice. He did not participate in practice today. Uh, Mario Warrior, um, he has a knee injury. He did not participate in practice today. Keandre Diggs. He has a hamstring injury, and he had a limited practice today. Deshaun Hand, Deshaun Hand has an elbow injury. He had he was limited in practice today. Darius Slay was on injury report. He has a hamstring injury. He was limited in practice. Rick Ragnar, Rick Ragnar has a knee injury. He was limited in practice. And as far as the other guys are. On the injury report, we have Ashawn Robinson on the injury report, Matthew Stafford, and Logan Thomas. And they were full participants in, in practice. So that's good news. All right. That is good to hear. Ashawn was a full participant. Obviously, Stafford and then Logan Thomas, who was listed on the injury report on Wednesday, was limited. So that's good to see that he's a full participant. Let me get into this Minnesota Vikings injury report. So this injury report is not as big as what I did, what you guys gave me last week. You guys gave me a big task. And this is a big shout-out to the Minnesota Vikings PR team for actually having an organized list that I could read through. Goes in order of they did not practice the full participants, where unlike the Green Bay PR team, just gives me a list in alphabetic order, which is not organized at all. So Pierre did not have to give me a list this week. So thank you, Minnesota Vikings PR team, for actually giving me a list that I could read in order. So let me start off in order. Ben Gideon, linebacker for the Minnesota Vikings, is dealing with a concussion. He did not participate in the first two, two days of practice, Wednesday and Thursday. Riley Reef, a lot of Lions fans remember him. He's dealing with the ankle. He did not participate on Wednesday, but was limited on Thursday. And then you have another linebacker, Kendall Brothers, is dealing with the hammy. He was limited in practice. Right guard, Josh Keyline is dealing with a foot injury. He is limited. He is a starting right guard. And then you have Anthony Harris, Eric Kendricks, Xavier Rowe, and Shamar Stefan, all full participants in practice Wednesday and Thursday. So Minnesota Vikings are a pretty healthy football team through six weeks of football. All right. So, Pierre, let's do like how we always do. We've been doing this season. I want to start off with the opposing team's offense. So, Minnesota Vikings offense. Kirk Cousin is the quarterback of that team. What do we need to worry about him and his weapons or his offensive line? What is the strength and weakness of this Minnesota Vikings offense? All right, let's get into it. Um, At quarterback, obviously, you said Kirk Cousins. He's up and down, but his numbers, like if you actually look at his stats, they're, they're good. They're top 10 in every category, completion percentage, touchdowns, yards, everything. But... He doesn't play well against a good secondary. He like they played the Giants. He shred them apart. Giants have a shitty secondary. Um, they played the Raiders. He shred them apart. Right? Mm-hmm. They don't have a good secondary. He's come to Detroit, and they have a good secondary. They've held, I think, like you've got Philadelphia as well. Huh? Oh yeah, Philadelphia secondary is trash. Mm-hmm. And he tired. shredded it. They're, they're yeah. trash. Yeah, and he shredded it. <laughs> yeah. So he. Sh- 
but then like when he played against like the Bears, I think the Packers, Bears and Packers, am I right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he 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 struggled. You know, they didn't really trust him throwing the ball either. They like to run it a lot. Let's get into that right now. Their running backs. I love this trio. Okay, I, Dalvin Cook to me right now is the second best running back in the league behind Christian McCaffrey right now. Um, Alexander Madison, their third round pick. That kid is like, it's like a weak man's Delvin Cook. I love the way he runs. He's just powerful. I was telling Malcolm, we were watching in pre I was like, I like this kid. He agreed. Yeah. And then their third back is our guy, Amir Abdullah. Our you know? guy. <laughs> yeah. They also have, I think, um, Mike Boone or something like that, but I really put him in my he nose. Doesn't get, he doesn't get as much burn. Yeah, so Delvin Cook. They they got to buck up on Calvin Dalvin Cook. I mean Detroit is what? Where are they ranked against the run? Like twenty seven. How many are twenty seven? Five point one yards per per carries. What we give up on the ground? That's that that's concerning, especially when you have a front with Flowers, Ashawn, Snacks, and Devon Kennard, and then you have linebackers that are built to stop throwing in Tavai and Jones and Davis. They they have to be better. We said it last week. They had to be better. They held Jones in check, but the other guy went off. Jamal Williams. They have to hold Dalvin Cook in check. If they don't hold Cook in check, it's going to be a long ass day. Yep. Yeah, I think I think they got to do both. They got to they got to contain both of them because I don't want last week's situations to happen this week. I don't want them to contain Cook and then Madison goes off for over a hundred yards. It's right. kind of like what we had last week when we had you know we we did a good job, pretty good job with with Jones because you know he was being benched, and then Williams takes over. You know we don't want that. We gotta shut both of these. We gotta completely shut down this running game and keep this ball in, in Cousins' hands as much as possible. I agree. And um, their wide receivers. I mean, we know Diggs and Thielen. And here's a fun fact about Diggs and Thielen. I saw this on Twitter. Shout out to Pride of Detroit. Stefan Diggs and Thielen. They they are they account for forty five percent of the Vikings' receptions. 57% of the Vikings receiving yards and 100% of the Vikings receiving touchdowns. Oh, yeah. Just look, look at their other weapons. Who was it? Laquan Treadwell and BC Johnson, the seventh round pick. Who the Laquan hell is that? Treadwell. <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> Laquan Treadwell, who they caught and then they had some injuries and they brung him back. They did also did, had John Doxon. He's hurt right now. So, Did you see the video of Laquan Treadwell post game when they beat the Philadelphia Eagles? It was Mike Zimmer breaking down the team, and he was saying, uh, the Lions, yeah, he said, you know, now we got to prepare for the Lions. And Laquan Treadwell goes easy. So, my conspiracy theory, he is still salty that the Lions did not sign him after his workout with us. So, that's my conspiracy theory of why Treadwell is a little salty right now. Well, okay. no, no disrespect to Laquan Treadwell. I'd rather have Marvin Hall over that bum. Well, that's who they went with. There you <laughs> that's, go. That's who they went with. One actually makes plays when they call upon his name. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. Uh, they're tight ends. They're using mostly as, as blockers. Kyle Rudolph, they've turned him into a blocker. Irv Smith Jr., he's a rookie. Then Malcolm, that's your boy, Irv Smith. And they got Tyler Cochran, the kid out of state from a couple years ago. Overall, I mean, their tight ends are whatever. They're solid. Let's get into the offensive line. One of the worst in the league. Left tackle Riley Reef. He's an average left tackle. I mean, we remember him. Yeah, we was nothing special. Riley, <laughs> Riley, Riley. Get your Riley! Riley! <laughs> Riley! Riley! Fuck! Get to the clock! 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 He has five penalties and given up two sacks. 
Um, Pat Eiflin, he's he's a left guard. He's an average left guard. He's has he's given up two sacks and three penalties. Their center Garrett Bradbury, one of the worst centers in the league. He doesn't have a penalty or he's a he has five penalties and one sack, but he's like Pro Football Folks is like one of their least rated centers. He's very inconsistent, but he's a rookie. He has a bright future, though. I'll say that. Yeah. Uh, right guard Josh Klein, maybe their second best offensive lineman. I don't know. He has no penalties and no sacks, but he's average right guard. Nothing special about him. And their best uh, offensive lineman is their right tackle Brian O'Neill. He has three penalties and no sacks allowed. These guys are mostly built to run the ball. They're not good in pass protection. So yeah, that's their offense. Now let's talk about how Detroit can expose this, or like how they'll play it. This is what I would do. I would stack the box, a bare front, five people in the box, maybe even bring six people in the box. I'd put Slay on Diggs, Coleman on Thielen, whoever the hell is lined up outside, Melvin can go against him. Because if, if you take these guys, if you take the receivers out the game and you stack the box, you're going to force Kirk Cousins to throw the ball. You want Kirk to throw the ball in this case. You have to stop the run. If you don't stop the run, man, it's going to be a long-ass day. They'll control the clock. Their play-action game will open up. They'll destroy us. Lions have to stop the run. And they have the personnel. You know, Ashawn Robinson, he's been playing well. Snacks Harrison, been up and down. But last week, according to Pro Football Focus, he had his best week. And, I mean, our D-line should take advantage of this weak-ass O-line, you know? It's hard to say that, man. We've been saying that every – we've almost been saying this every week. Yeah, yeah, but he like that. last week we didn't say that because we said Green Bay's was one of the best. Yeah. This one's one of like literally one of the worst in the league, probably the worst we played all year. Maybe Arizona was uh, worse, but yeah, Chargers, 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 Chargers bad too. Chargers was pretty bad, but this one's bad too. It's not good at all. But but yeah. like you mentioned, they're good in run protection though. They do their job on run protection, and yeah. that's where we struggle yeah, to stop the lines. Line. Yeah, the Lions have to tackle. They've missed a lot of tackles. And they break a lot of tackles. And Dalvin Cook, he's known to break tackles. You can't let them uh, You can't let them run hard. I, I don't know. It, it's it's going to be tough for me, especially on the defensive side of the ball. You, you stack the box, then you're leaving some really good wide receivers one-on-one. You're leaving Adam Thielen one-on-one. You're leaving Stephon Diggs one-on-one. And I understand our corners have been playing really well. But another thing we struggle is getting pressure on quarterbacks. And I don't care who the hell the quarterback is. I mentioned this last week when we played Aaron Rodgers. I know Kirk Cousins is not Aaron Rodgers. They're not even close. I understand that. But what I'm trying to say is that you give a quarterback time. He's still an NFL professional quarterback. And these wide receivers are no joke. And we played some kind of no-name wide receivers last week with, like, Devontae not playing and then, like, their other weapons getting hurt during the mid-game. And we still kind of got exposed. We got exposed by guys named, like, Tony Lazard. We got exposed by guys named Darius Shepard, where the most, you know, fans who will not know who the fuck those guys are going to the game. These guys, people know who Adam Thielen is. People know who Stephon Diggs are. And even if we stack the box, we're going to be leaving our cornerbacks one-on-one with very good wide receivers. And if we were able to get pressure, I'd say, sure, yeah, you got to stack the box. You know, don't leave these – you could leave these guys one-on-one because we'll get the pressure in time where our cornerbacks could hold enough for a time. But I'm not going to lie. I don't trust our guys like Trey Flowers, our guys like Romeo Aquara, or guys like Devon Kennard. 
They've been playing all right, but what I'm saying is that they haven't been getting the pressure on the quarterback because we are actually one of the worst teams in the NFL in getting pressure. So leaving our guys one-on-one for you know a long distance of time, I'm not comfortable with that either because I don't know. It's Malcolm, so, you got something to say? Well, I was going to say like go ahead, if, if you don't if you don't try to take away the running game and mm-hmm. and have try to have faith in the offense, what do you expect the Lions to do? I agree. We need to stop this running game. That that should be first goal. But we need to somehow find a way to get pressure on Cousins because, like I said, if you're going to give Cousins, you know, five seconds, six seconds, Diggs or Thielen are eventually going to get open. They're really good wide receivers, man. So I understand we need to stop the run. Probably need to you – know, we probably do need to stack the box, you know, you know, put another man in there. But it just worries me too because, you know, you stop the run – they can kill you in the passing game. They can kind of kill you both ways. And we've seen Kirk Cousins been real bad in some situations, but we've seen him be real good in some situations like Philadelphia, like New York. And, yes, our secondary is better than those. Way better. Teams, than those two teams. A million fr- times better. Yeah, we, our, our secondary is way better than those guys. Yeah, but our front seven blows cock compared to the Eagles. It does. It does. But the thing is, like, this scheme-wise, it's going to be a little bit different because we run majority of men. We run, you know, probably men, I'll say like 95% of the they time. They said on Monday yeah. night we ran it like 70% or something 70, like that. 70% okay, it's literally 100%. All I see is <laughs> That's what it seems. I mean, I see. I know it's a lot of cover, too, in there as well. You know, I see, I see some cover three, but majority of men. So the thing is, is that they're not going to have wide open passes. Um, they're not going to have blown coverages because you're playing man. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not worrying about, you know, any blown coverages or anything like that because you're playing man. Yeah, I, don't, I don't see them really giving up big plays. And, and yeah, I know last week um, Lazard, you know, he, he did catch us off guard. Nobody knew who he was, but Lazard ain't no, he ain't no scrub. He's not Stephon Diggs, though, right? I'm feeling. What I'm saying is, if you put in Coleman on a six-five receiver, Lazard is six-five, bro. Mm-hmm. And then on top of having the height advantage and the body advantage, that's why he was able to body him in all those t- all those passes, that touchdown pass. And Rod just threw it in a perfect spot where Beautiful only there. Lazard could get it because Lazard has a big body. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, there's not no as far as frame mis- mismatch. Yeah, I think you could put like a Coleman on Thielen, and I think Coleman can probably handle his own with, with yeah, Thielen. They, they put I, Lawson on a Thielen last year, and he only had like two catches. The difference between this team and last year's team, there was no Delvin Cook in that game, I want to say, and we were really good at stopping the run last year when we played them in or when it was in Detroit last year when they came late when that game where we stopped Thielen for the most part, and. The difference is now that this year we cannot stop the run at all. Like we've shown that we cannot stop the run yet. And I'm telling you, you give him time. It's Kirk Cousins, even though how inconsistent of a quarterback he could be, you give any, you can give any professional quarterback time. They're going to find receivers, man. It's just usually how it goes. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just, I just have no faith in Cousins. That's just me. But, um, <laughs> Well, I, I don't have faith yeah, in but if you say, pick. like, we play man, they get beat. Lions been playing man, like, every game since forever. Like, last year mm-hmm. against the Rams, they played a lot of zone, but Lions play pretty much man against every team they play. Well, what I'm saying is that, um, this is like how you said that last year they didn't have Cook. Yeah. This year, we got to take Cook out the game. We got to make it seem like they don't have Cook. We got to take him out the game. Right. Like, we got to completely eliminate the running game, force the ball in Cousins' hands, let Cousins... 
I mean, this is what I'm gonna say. If Cousins, if we take out if we take out Cook out the game, Cook has 55 rushing yards end of the game, and then if 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 if, if Cousins beat us, then we just gotta say, you know what? We just let Cousins beat us. It, 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 at that point, it is what it is. You guys kind of tip your hat off to the Vikings because your game plan has to be stop stop Cook because you you don't want Cook going off. Yeah. Okay. And, and I mean, I think at this point, you got to kind of roll the dice to say, look, let Cook, let not Cook, let Cousins take his shots. Let Cousins try to beat you. Okay. And then I think Cousins, like, mostly struggles on the road. I know they did well against the um, the Giants because their corners are just awful. But I think, like, Cousins as a whole struggles on the road. I don't yeah. think he's as good on the road as he is at home. Yeah. And and what you guys were saying about Kirk Cousins, I'm not a, a Kirk Cousins faithful. I know I'm kind of sounding like a like I believe in Kirk Cousins. I actually do not believe in Kirk Cousins. I'm not a fan of him. I don't think he's a great quarterback. But I'm just saying, you give a professional quarterback – time in the pocket when you're not getting pressure and it i don't know the reasons why like i don't like comparing that game last year is because the vikings were kind of one-dimensional on offense they all they had was a passing game because they didn't yeah. have a, they didn't have a running game now you still have the threat of that passing game you had last year and now you're adding an elite elite running back with that core that makes them really scary man especially with how bad our defense has been against stopping the run yeah, no. I think this is going to be the ultimate test as far as our running game, our running defense. Mm-hmm. The reason why I say that is because if you look at like the game we play Kansas City, they pretty much game plan to take away the deep ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If Kansas City was going to run on them, they're just going to let them Kansas City run on them. The the Green Bay, you know, I don't think they really, I think they really, I don't think they really attempted to really attack the running, like taking out the running game. They should have. But they ain't sacked the box. They should have sacked the box. Yeah, they didn't really do it as much. Yeah. So surprised. So yeah, would you guys agree this is the best two dimensional offense we've played all year long, if you had to say it? Like, I think it is so far. You know, best compared two dimensional offense. So they got a good passing game and a good running game that you gotta mm-hmm. like you gotta like take focus on both of them. I, I don't know. I think Green I think Green Bay is still up there. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, I would yeah, I, I would say that yeah. if Adams was playing. Well, yeah, I mean, but the, their quarterback is just so far superior than 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 Cousins is that mm-hmm. he makes up for it. Okay, I mean that that is a fair point. So you would not you would not agree with me saying that they're this is not the best um, running and passing. If they had a better right. quarterback, I would. But Cousins is so inconsistent, man. Even like I, I went back and watched some of the the, the the game last week and try to catch up on some games from the Vikings and. You just see a lot of inconsistency. You know, he throws, he makes a lot of overthrow passes. There's a lot of inconsistency. But then you see some good things about Cousin. Like, you see him roll out and make some passes mm-hmm. on, you know, while the pressure's there. You're like, okay, Cousin's good. But then you'll see something crazy, you know. So, yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't know, you know. I just, for some reason, I just don't trust him. Okay. That's that's fair enough. You know, I, I'm not, like I said, I'm not a huge Kirk Cousins fan. I don't have much faith in him. But, like, I think their offense actually matches up very well versus our defense, to be fairly honest. So who do you give the advantage to? Who do you give the advantage to? On uh, the Vikings offense compared to our defense? Yeah. I mean, as a Lions fan, it's tough to say, but I think the Vikings offense have the edge over our defense right now, to be and, totally honest. Uh, you know what? 
as of right now, as of right now, you're talking about it. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. And the only reason why, I think our secondary matches up with the receiving core. I think our secondary yeah. could handle their own receiving. I think Slay. I think Slay could shut down Diggs. Mm-hmm. That's just how I feel. Um, yeah. And I think if you put either Melvin, Rashad Melvin, or 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 Coleman on Thielen, I think they could do a good job. I'm not saying they're gonna shut them out. I think you're gonna have like a equal battle there. Mm-hmm. The contra, oh, uh, I have no faith in the contra. Uh, whoever you put on them, <laughs> you could put a practice squad guy in them. And I think they could do a good job. Mike Ford can lock his ass up. Mike Ford can lock him up. My dog teases. <laughs> no, remember we said that about T's. Some guy named Chad Beebe, the Vikings signed another practice squad, destroyed T's table. We're not going to talk about T's table. But if this was the same run defense we had last year, or even like close to what we had last year, like Snacks just essentially shutting down any elite running back. It didn't matter who the hell the running back was. Snacks and Aishon were stopping anybody last year. Yeah. If we had that run defense of last year, I would totally agree with you completely that our secondary could stop these guys and limit them completely. And I'd be talking about a whole different football game right now. If this was like week one, I'm like going off last year's stats, talking about a whole different football game. But we've seen six weeks now of this run defense, and it just doesn't give me very much confidence in stopping a top three running back in the NFL right now. All right, I want to say this. So what do the Vikings do best? They run the ball, right? Yes. When the Lions have played the teams they've played, most of the teams they've played have passed the ball, right? They've only been rushing mostly three or mostly four, very rarely blitzing, rarely sacking the box. Yeah. They've been trying to stop the pass. They didn't give a shit about the run. This week, because last week was Aaron Rodgers. You know, they sacked the box. They're scared. Maybe someone will get killed. I think this yeah. week is different. I think this week what the Vikings do best is they run the ball. And what the Patriots plan and Matt Patricia comes from there is to take the best player out of the game. And to me, that best player on the team, on the offense right now, is Dalvin Cook. You take Dalvin Cook out the game, you're most likely going to win this game. Yeah, yeah. you got to make you got you to make them one dimensional. I think and, that's the key. And um, like with their average offensive line or whatever, I think Trey Flowers is going to be pissed off. I think he's going to have a big game. I really do. I think he'll have his best game this year it's against Riley Reef. We know Riley Reef is not that good. Riley, Riley, get your ass here. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean, though? Like, he's just not... <laughs> Riley Reef is not good. Yeah. Um, their interior... I don't think... That, I mean, look, you're going to have Snacks and Aishon lined up over a rookie center. I mean, I think they could give him some problems in the middle, too. I hope... Yeah, I mean, this is this is the week. This is the week. And I agree with you as far as, you know, what the Patriots do, taking their, their best trait away from that team that they're playing against. I think that's what Patricia's going to try to do because he, he saw him do it against Kansas City. He said that, uh, you know, you guys like going deep. You guys like making big plays. We're taking that shit away. Mm-hmm. He completely took away the deep ball. Yeah. Completely so, took it away. So th- this, this is what he has to do this week. He has to take away the running game. Make him one-dimensional. Yeah. Let Kirk Cousins try to beat you. Force Kirk Cousins those third and mediums, third and longs, you know. Get him out of rhythm. Get him on six, six second and ten. Just get them out of him. Don't let them get like over four yards on first down in the running game. That's the biggest. That's what they have to focus on, in my opinion. Because if you get them in those second and longs instead of like second and mediums, that that's when you begin to struggle. Because you saw the Lions last week when they were in second and ten, they'd run the ball, 
they'd get three yards in there in third and long, and then you know we'd have issues blocking those those Smiths. So would it be fair for me to criticize Trey Flowers if the Lions are able to stop the run game like they have a perfect game plan to stop the run game? He's going against a below tackle and Riley Reef. If we still cannot get pressure on the quarterback, even if we are able to stop the run, am I fair to criticize Trey Flowers week seven in the football season? Not because I remember week two, we gave him the excuse of potential rust when he played. What was his name? Trent Scott. I don't remember the, the guy's name, but is it fair for me to criticize Trey Flowers if we are still not able to get pressure, if we are able to stop the run on Riley Reef? Sure, I, I don't care, whatever. You want to criticize Buka, but I just think he's going to be pissed off this game. No, no, no I think the entire team as a whole is just going to be pissed off, and again, they're going to play out that anger. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. But is, is it fair for the fan base to actually criticize Trey Flowers if we are if we are able to stop the run and we still cannot get pressure on a quarterback? Uh, I mean, sure, if you want to. Well, I'll say this. I'll say this. I'll say, you know, wait before we before we completely crucify this this defensive line. I think we should wait. Oh, this is a big get, what if. This is a big what if. I, I say I say we should wait till we get hand back. Wait till we get all, all, all our guys back. See how they and see how they react. You know, I think if we have our full arsenal and <laughs> we still can't generate pressure, <laughs> I think it's safe to say that we could just roast everybody, roast everybody, even Bo Davis. Everybody's getting it. Everybody. Okay. I think if they have their full arsenal there, I think they'll be a headache to deal with. Like they should opposing. be a headache. They should be a headache now, man. They should the be. Guys we have now. Well, look, the guys they have in the middle, though, they're not built to rush the passer. The two guys that are built to rush the passer are, are out in the middle. It's it's Deshaun Hand and it's Mike Daniels. Ashawn to me and Snacks are more like run stuffers than pass rushers. And on the outside, you got Trey Flowers who can run. do both. Yeah, but they haven't been able to stop the run either. Right, that's what I'm saying. But that's like, definitely the run. Yeah, it is all around. Everything involving the defensive line. Well, Ashawn actually is one of the best in um against the run in the league. I believe he's the fourth or fifth he, best defensive tackle. He, he, he's been good, but the unit's not been good. Yeah, Snags has to play better. Yeah, we, we need to need them all to step up, man. Yeah, and agree. I'm not going to talk about Kevin Strong, man. Even though he should have had that sack last week. But it's like shit in the running game. You see Kevin Strong. It's like every time they, they show an instant replay of like a big run, you see Kevin Strong in there and he's just stuck. Yeah. <laughs> he's stuck. He's like stuck between the guard or the center. Like they yeah. just have him like, it's like they glued onto him and he can't move. John Atkins outplayed him, who got promoted the same day of game day and got more snaps in him at defensive tackle than Kevin Strong. He's a liability on the running game, bro. Yeah, he is. I definitely <laughs> agree. All right, is that all we got to talk about this Vikings offense and Detroit's defense? Yeah, let's take a break. Let's take a quick commercial break, and we will get back into the Detroit Lions offense versus Minnesota Vikings defense. So we will be back, guys. All right, guys, I'm going to talk about ShipStation. You guys know about ShipStation at this point. I talk about it every single week, and I love ShipStation. All right, so when you're selling online, getting your orders could be a real pain. Time-consuming, expensive, so many carriers to choose from. How do you know you're making the best choice? That's why you need ShipStation.com. They really are the best in the business. It's so easy to use it, and I love it. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage your shipping orders. ShipStation helps you get your orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and keep your customers happy. And they are really, and like I'm not just saying that, they actually help you save money. And it's so easy just to use one website. 
could print labels very easily off ShipStation. And I, it just, it's, it's really worth it, worth it. It doesn't matter where you're selling it to. You know, it could be on Amazon, it could be Etsy, it could even be your own website. It's so easy. ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface, making them real easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. ShipStation works with all major carriers, including the United Postal Service, FedEx, UPS, and even Amazon Fulfillment. So you can compare and choose the best shipping solutions for you and your customers. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice for all online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. And right now, Pride Podcast listeners can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use offer code BLUE. That's absolutely no risk. You can start your free trial without even entering your credit card information. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in blue that's shipstation.com and enter code blue shipstation.com make ship happen talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy usually we just brush it off or blamed ourselves by saying things like i lost my mojo or we avoid it all together with excuses like i had a long day at work or, sorry honey, I'm just not feeling it. You try to make it feel like you're tired. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it with a real doctor who can prescribe you real medication. It is simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan if medication is appropriate, women will ship it to you with a free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash BlueWire and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today and connect with a real doctor and take care of it. Just go to GetRoman.com slash BlueWire to get a free online visit and a free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash BlueWire for a free visit and to get started. GetRoman.com slash BlueWire. Europe. We are back, guys. So we're going to talk about... Like I mentioned before the commercial break, we're going to talk about this Vikings defense and this Detroit Lions offense. So, Pierre, let's read off this Vikings roster, or this defense, I should say. All right, the strength is obviously their defensive line. And these guys give us problems every year, and I hope this year is different. But let's get into it. Daniil Hunter, probably one of the most underrated pass rushers, in my opinion. Not a lot of people talk about him. I don't know why. He has six games a year. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Everson Griffin, he's a really good vet. He has three sacks. They have nine sacks combined. Their defensive Mm. tackles, I mean, they're solid. Their best one is Linval Joseph. He's a no-step. He has two sacks. Mm. And you got uh, Jaleel Johnson, his backup, and defensive tackle. Well, that was their nose, Linval. Their defensive tackle, Shamar Steven. Mm. He has a sack. 
to their linebackers now. They have um, their weak side linebacker. They have Ben Gideon and his backup. Is oh, he, he, he's probably not playing, though. Yeah, Ben Gideon probably won't play. He hasn't practiced the last two days. Concussion. They, but, like, they don't really use their weak side linebackers that much. But anyways, um, he, he's a solid player. Nothing, like, crazy about him. His backup is Eric Wilson. That's, like, on the depth chart. I'm not 100% sure. And at the mic, they got Eric Kendris, who is oh, one of no. the best linebackers in the league. He's playing oh, on level. The guy could oh, cover. No. The guy's good against the one. He's, he's, he's what the Lions want Jared Davis to be. Mm. Oh, shit. His, his backup is listed as um, Kentrell Brothers. He's not a good linebacker. He's hurt, Probably too. won't play. He's hurt. Probably he's won't hurt. play. Okay. Yeah. Their strong side linebacker is Anthony oh, no. R. I'll That's Thomas boy. R. He's a good linebacker, but he's not having the year that they were hoping he was going to have. He only has, I think, a sack this year, and he's not playing like the Anthony Barber you seeing. But with that being said, man, we know Zimmer loves to bring that double A cap blitz with with uh, with his linebackers, and they're scary up the middle, man. So when they bring that blitz, all right, let's get into their secondary, which Ugh. I think is trash, um, trash. Let, let's get into let's get into it. Xavier Rhodes, Xavier Rhodes. The roads are not closed this year. They are open. Oh, Everyone is open. targeting him. This guy is getting burned left and right. I mean, whoever's on that, you know, the Lions targeted Kevin King last week. You see Xavier yep. Rhodes, target his ass. Put a red circle around him. Target him. Just target him all game for real. I'm not even bullshitting. And they got two of those guys. They got two. They got two green lights. Trey Waynes, I mean, he's okay, but he's not like a number two. I think he's more like a number three, like a backup corner. They could target this guy too all day. Yeah. And then their um their nickel corner is Mackenzie Alexander. He's solid, but he's been hurt. And they also have Mike Hughes, their first round pick. I guess like if Rhodes struggles, they could start Hughes. I'm not sure. Hopefully not this week. I mean, even if <laughs> keep they Rhodes in there, please guys. keep Rhodes in there. I love They're, to see a Mar- I would love to see a Marvin Jones Moss again, and then go. Oh, you guys can't see me, but you know, throw his arms out like how he always does on like Thanksgiving. That uh, was it two years ago. Yeah, yeah. their safeties. Uh, Anthony Harris. He's actually playing well. I like him. He's solid. Harrison Smith. He's like he's an elite safety. We know that he's a baller. So, yeah. I mean, what the Lions can do here is they could try to run the ball, but I think believe Minnesota is like what are they against the run? They're top ten. I forgot. I think they're ninth or eighth, something like that. They're really good against the run. So what you do against Minnesota, you see where Xavier Rhodes is, you see where Trey Waynes are, and you just target those guys all day. And you have to protect Stafford. That's the biggest thing for me is protecting Stafford because we talked about these guys. You got nine sacks on the edge, and you have Limbaugh Joseph with two sacks. You just got to protect him, man. Last week, they did a bad job of that. The back's protection wasn't the best last week. Um, You had Wick Wagner break down a lot maybe i think he only got... had two sacks they only gave up two sacks last week yeah but i think like... one 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 of each smith brothers shit ton of pressure though shit yeah. Ton of pressure. yeah i mean it doesn't matter about the sacks. you know pressure kind of you we saw stafford on third down we struggled on third down we were three yeah. from 13 yeah so you get pressure even if it's not a sack you get pressure it affects the qb so they got to protect stafford especially against minnesota he always dies against minnesota not dies but one year he went to get x-rays Last I year, got, the guy got sacked ten times for yeah, last year. It was but ten that was times. Kind of his fault. He was holding on the ball. Some like three of those were his fault. I mean, he had no receivers. Yeah, Jim Bob Cooter's also an idiot. But that was the first game without Golden Tate too. I was like, once we just traded him, and 
we had Galladay and we were like putting Theo Riddick in the slot as our primary. Stafford and trying, you still have to try. You have to try to run the ball. I know it might be hard, but you don't give up in the run game. You give up in the run game. That you got to slow down the pass rush. The way you slow down is the run game. Even if it doesn't work that well, just do it. One thing I want to say though, I couldn't say this last week because I wasn't available on last episode. Stop running on second and ten. Just stop. Yeah. <laughs> they gotta stop running up. They gotta stop running up just the middle too. Like, have you seen an outside run this year? Or like, I like, I feel like we've even seen an outside run this year. I looked at that a little, and it's I feel like because, um, it's that? because um, Ragnow and Glasgow are your best run blockers. Yeah, on the edge, you gotta the try to get behind them. The tight ends, dude. The tight ends are struggling in blocking. Yeah. Jesse James, they paid all that money to. Yeah. He's not blocking that well, and then T.J. Hawkson is a rookie. He's still learning, but the yeah. tight ends. Our when tackles the tight are not the best. Up, when the tight ends yeah. screw up and blocking, the tackles have to help out the tight ends, and then you're all fucked. Yeah, all see, tight ends, the, the, the tackles are not the best run blockers um, that we have. You see, that's what, that's what I figured. That that's why they're not running on the outside. But like, it's literally you gotta at least try it. Like you don't know. Like they haven't even tried. It feels like you know. And I feel like that's Kirion's like. His best ability is running outside more than just running up the A gap. And I think even Ty Johnson using that speed, running on the outside, is using more of his ability and more of his strength to, you know, get a run game going. Where we're just running up the A gap every single time. And I know I mentioned when we previewed Green Bay, run up the A gap. They proved me completely wrong. Dean Lowry and Kenny Clark played a hell of a game. I forgot to mention that last episode, but it sure did. Yeah, I, I said run up the A gap. Because they haven't been playing well, but they proved that they proved me wrong. They they did a really good job versus us. Yeah, they actually tried to stop the run against us, which was surprising. Yeah, yeah. I saw yeah. a lot of like a lot of guys in the box. They didn't really it, care about. They thought in order for them to beat us, they had to stop a run. But our passing game was working. So, then that's that's how they started off last week. Man, they started off so strong. Yeah, you that passing game was on fire. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Then, I mean, adjustments. They did. They did. I mean, I don't uh, how we should play that defense. I mean, they could play like the Lions played that first quarter. That'll be pretty nice, to be honest. Yeah, target what's his face all day? Xavier Rhodes. They target, target Kevin King. Go at yeah. Rhodes. Yeah, they, they they leave a lot of they leave what I what I noticed last week watching their game, the the, the Vikings and the Eagles is that they leave a lot of one on one opportunities on the on on the sidelines. So well, I think we will have a chance to take our shots. Now, are they going to play us like they normally play us with, you know, two man? Because that's how they normally play us. Because they didn't fear our running games back in the day. They didn't fear our running yeah. game ever. They always play two man. Mm-hmm. Now, are we going to see that? Or are we going to see them kind of worry about our running game? Because if we have one-on-one opportunities on the sidelines, I think you take them. Yeah. I, th- I think the Vikings' best game plan is to stop the passing game for the Detroit Lions because we saw kind of when Green Bay tried to make us, you know, try to stop the passing game, started getting pressure on our offensive line. We couldn't do shit. We couldn't run. We couldn't run the ball. They adjusted, and we had, I believe, 97 total offensive yards after the first quarter. So I think the Vikings' best interest is just to trust their defensive line and – you know, you could probably stop the run even just with their defensive line itself without stacking the box, without blitzing. You'd probably still be able to stop the run the way our run game is going. And our offensive threat right now is the passing game, and their secondary is struggling big time trash, right now. Trash. Yeah, it's it's trash. It's struggling. So 
I don't think that would be... I think it's going to be the same game plan as what they've been doing to us. Because we've always had good receivers, but we've never really had a run game going. And I don't see why Minnesota would want it would want to even abandon that. Like I would, it doesn't make really much sense because our run game is not a threat this year, or hasn't even shown to be a threat this year. Besides playing the Kansas City Chiefs, and to say very much, that's not very that's not saying very much. So I just need to stop like playing a lot of twelve percent on their run schemes because it's hard. Like maybe use three wide receivers and one tight end and run the ball. Don't always just run the ball with two tight ends. They're, the tight ends are not blocking well. Try something different. Try running it outside. Try running it. Mix it up a little. You know, I'm just getting yes, tired of this 12 personnel crap because we can't run the ball right now. So they have to change it up. Yeah. Let me, carry let me on. Got... Oh, I love carry on. I love carry on, but he's missing some, some like holes. He, he's, I don't know what he's doing. He's just not playing like Karen. He's had some fumbles this year. He's dropped passes. I don't know. He needs to play better. Yeah, he, only had that one, he only had that one fumble on the goal line, right? I think it only been that one fumble. Well, he had that one drop that could have been a first down in Green Bay, yeah, too. Yeah, he had, he, had, he had some drops. Which yeah. is arguably a fumble, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, he just we wanted like, to be a fumble. Yeah. And, like, just get better vision. And, yeah, and the Lions also, their red zone is, like, struggling. We're awful in the red zone. Last week, we struggled. They have to improve in their red zone offense. It started to piss me off. You got Jesse James. He's 6'6". Use him. You paid him $6 million. The guy obviously struggling with blocking. Try him in the passing game. He's six six. How how tall is Logan Thomas? Like six five, whatever. Six four. He's six five. Use Logan Thomas in the red zone. I, I mean, they, they went at Hawk. Hawk is like Hawk. he's a rookie. He's he has he's, he has some growing pains, but use those guys. Use Kenny Galladay. You know, like get matchups. You like do some different stuff. Don't just run it up the middle and gain a yard, and then run it up the middle and gain a yard, and then you're stuck with like a third and long or whatever, and you have to throw it. That's stupid. Change it up a little. Target Amendola in the middle. I don't know. Just do different things. I mean, when you, you know, when, when you have a, when you're in the goal line like that, when you like on the, you know, you just need one. You need two. There's like no space. I know it's hard. And the, yeah, there's no space, but you gotta be able to to pound that shit in there. You well, gotta be definitely. able to. You have to be able to. You and that goes. And that's 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 what's that front. The front gotta they gotta push. They gotta push that pocket. They gotta win at, at the line of scrimmage. If the offensive line is already losing, and then carry on Johnson's have to, he has to break tackles before he can even get to the line of scrimmage. I mean, the offensive line just got to be better at at run blocking. Because if you you want a goal line, you just need one yard or half a yard or two yards. You better line. You got to be able to line up heavy and just pound it in there. And that's what that's what we're struggling with. And and even if we're gonna pass it, guys are dropping shit. Yep. Hawkinson dropped a pass. You know, guys are dropping shit. We got to be able to hold on to those balls. Yeah, I agree. I'm surprised they haven't tried a goal line fade with Galladay yet, man. That's what, like, that's what confuses me because Galladay's what, 6'4? He's a yeah. tall receiver, man. 6'4? Maybe his vertical is not. I don't know. I don't know why I don't trust him. I don't know why I don't trust him with the jump balls. That's what I'm saying. Like a you know, 50-50 goal line ball. That's And, you know, you're going you're gonna to get your placement by Stafford. Stafford's going to give you a good ball, most likely, too. Yeah. So maybe Maybe, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. There's no guarantees about it. They just have to be better in the red zone. It's starting to piss me off. Because if you look at it, Kansas City, they're better in the red zone. Kansas City, better red zone. Green Bay, forget the refs. They would have won both of those games. You have to be better in the red zone, bro. You got to be better in the red zone. Um, Let me ask a question that actually seems circling around um, the the internet. Mm. Um, With our tackle, Rick Wagner, and the history Mm -hmm. he had... 
with Daniil Hunter. Mm-hmm. Not been good. His history has just been not good. Like, if I'm Daniil Hunter and I know we're playing the Lions, I'm looking at my child. I'm putting a picture of Rick Ragnar on my calendar with like laughing emojis all around it because <laughs> I know I have a favorable <laughs> matchup. <laughs> like, should the Lions pull Rick Ragnar and just try to put somebody different in there? Should we put Crosby in there? Tyler, what did I text you earlier today? Well, he, he actually did text me Crosby. And the Lions injury report, we did mention Rick Wagner is on the injury report. And when we, when we saw, what was it, in uh, the L.A. Chargers game when Decker had a bad game, he was limited all week in practice as well. And they elected to go with Crosby. So are the Lions, like, would you guys be shocked to see, because the Lions usually run a walk there on Fridays. Would you guys be surprised to see Rick Wagner not participate in the walkthrough tomorrow <laughs> or the d- today of the day of the recording? Right. Um, the walkthrough was on Wednesday. Fridays are practice. Saturdays are walkthrough for home games. But Saturday, I, yeah, they have walkthroughs on Saturdays sometimes. Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Did they do a walkthrough Wednesday because of the Monday Night Football game? Okay, that makes sense because usually Friday is the walkthrough, which is why they didn't designate Austin Bryant because it was a short week, and there's the, hopefully they'll do that next week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, but, but go back to the Wagner statement. <laughs> to be honest, I don't really have much faith in Wagner against Daniel Hunter. Wagner just struggles against athletic and fast pass rushers, and we've seen Crosby play like when he had help play good against. Nick Bosa and Melvin Ingram, right? Yeah. Or is it Joey? Well, whatever. One of the Bosa brothers. And oh, it was just Joey. It's Joey. Joey Bosa. One of the damn Bosas. <laughs> they're both pretty, like, they're both playing at a high level. Anyways. Yeah, man. I'd put Crosby in there. I'm not going to lie. Okay. I would, too, because just, just the history. And you just, there's not going to be a change. It's like it, it's not gonna change. You're not gonna say, okay, he was awful against him last year. Both times we played him last year, he was awful. This year he's gonna come up and shut him out. Yeah, I mean he's just been awful in general against athletic, like edge rush, pass rushers in general. Like Zadarius Smith, he struggled with. Preston Smith, he struggled with. So it's uh, it's definitely gonna be interesting. I wouldn't be shocked if they honestly rule him out and like to go with Crosby. Yeah, I go with Crosby. You go Crosby. I think I'll go with Crosby too. I'm just I'm just scared with that matchup. I don't think that's a favorable matchup for for Wagner. And I'm if not, Wagner I can disagree with you guys. plays, I'd help Wagner. I'd put a tight end there. I'd chip him. I mean, they yeah. still should do that regardless. Even with Decker, Decker actually has been balling ever since week one. All right, is that all we got to talk about this Minnesota defense and Detroit offense? Um, Let's... yeah. How do you guys think they'll attack them though? I think it'll be more kind of like how they played Green Bay. Try to run the ball. And attack their secondary, their their weakness. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. They can follow, yeah, follow up with that game plan. I think they started off really, really, really strong last week. They follow up with it and hopefully contain it for four quarters. They just didn't play four quarters. They didn't play all four quarters and start off strong and don't let the gas, up the you know, the foot off the gas pedal and go from there. Yeah, Stop I it. mean, I, I agree that probably should be our plan, but my worries is that. Minnesota is going to make us one-dimensional stopper running game, and then they're going to just rely Stafford throwing the ball maybe 50 times this game, and they're going to get pressure and against our average offensive tackles, and that's what really worries me. But what their game plan should probably be is to get the run game going, and hopefully it does get going. But 
to be fairly honest, I'm not really optimistic this week of it. Get, get it going, but, you know, that's definitely for us to watch on Sunday. Yeah, but. you never know. I mean, they yeah. Could, oh, yeah. and they could, we've seen it before, like, where yeah. we thought the run game wouldn't take off, yeah. and it took off. There's been crazier things in football before, so. Yeah. But I think you just got to take take what's given to you, man. Like, if you see them playing a soft box, they got two safeties, you know, they're playing two men, two safeties up. Mm-hmm. You have to run the ball, and you yeah. have to be able to run it successfully. Because if you agree. if you can't run the ball on a soft box, then yeah. you're just screwed. And that's yeah. how we were last year. That's you know there was no team sacking a box against us. I think the only team that sacked the box against us was Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I agree. So you got to get the run game going. You got to try at least. Like I'm not saying just abandon it completely, but my worries is that they're going to make us one dimensional. But that's just my opinion. But let's get into the both predictions and our score predictions. So I want to read off the records. We all did take, suffer an L, even including you guys. You guys all chose the Lions to win this week. So the current standings the are... The Lions were supposed to win, but whatever. Go ahead. I'm just saying what the final score told me. So the Lions are... or I'm sitting at 3-2. and two. Malcolm is 3-2, and two, so we are tied for first place. Pierre is sitting at 2-3. and three. And then the fans are at 0 and 1. So, Pierre, let's start off with you. What is your score prediction and who you got winning? And then who's your bold prediction? Um, I'll start with my bold prediction. My bold prediction is that Jesse James will have two touchdowns. <sighs> okay. And then my, my prediction, I think it's going to be like a low-scoring game. I think it's going to beat defense mostly. But the offense, I mean, the Lions as a whole are playing angry. Give me... Detroit, um, twenty to seventeen. God damn you! Is that your exact score? I mean, go yes. for it. You, 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 you don't have to say it too, Malcolm. You don't have to change it. Malcolm, I'm not changing it. I'm not changing because I had it first. <laughs> I mean, whatever. I think the Lions are angry. Um, it's a home game. Kirk Cousins doesn't play well on the road. It's going to be mostly a defensive type of game. Yeah. So twenty to seventeen. All right, Malcolm. What do you got? All right, I'm going to say this. If they had Case Keenum as a quarterback, I would have us losing because I think Case Keenum is a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins, especially in that Viking system. But they have Kirk Cousins, and I have no faith in that guy at all. So what's your bold um, prediction? Um, I, yeah, like I was saying, I have no faith in Cousins. Um, so my you know, my scores, same thing as Pierre has, is 2017 Lions. And I do believe Matt Patricia does a good job at game planning to take – a team's best weapon away. We saw that with Kansas City. Um, I think we have a similar situation here. He has to go in there and say, we got to stop this running game. So I do believe we will hold Dalvin Cook to under 100 yards. And that says a mm. lot. I mean, that that's, you know, people are like, that's a bold prediction. I mean, that's it is a bold so. prediction when you are 27th in the league in your rushing defense and you're giving up an average of 5.1 yards per carry. So, yes, damn right, this is a bold prediction, saying we're going to hold the second-best rusher in the NFL to under 100 yards, and that's what I have. Yeah, and Delvin Cook has rushed for 100 yards in every single game besides last week versus Philadelphia. So, that I would say that's bold. All right, uh, my bold prediction. Man, that's interesting. I'm going to say my score prediction first. So, I got 21-17, to 17, so similar to you guys, but I'm taking Minnesota to win this football game. I honestly just... Minnesota, I really like their matchups versus us in this football game. To be fairly honest, they're healthy. And they've looked really good the last two weeks. Detroit's coming off a short week. Yes, they played trash teams, though. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, 
they I want to say I want to say Philadelphia's trash. Yeah, so they blew out, they blew Philadelphia out, and you know we were with them com- close and competitive all game. So I don't know. It's gonna be definitely interesting. I'm gonna take Minnesota to win twenty-one to seventeen. Detroit. I hope you guys prove me wrong. My bold prediction is my bold prediction for this football game. I've used this before. I said this in the Chargers game, and I was actually correct. So I said the Chargers would miss two field goals in this game. Ford Field gets a bump, and when it gets to three-point attempts, man, and even extra points, we saw Budker miss some. We saw the Chargers obviously miss some. And I'll say the trend continues. Dan Bailey will miss two field goals in this football game. So that is my bold prediction, and then I got Minnesota winning 21-17 to in a close football game. So there it okay. is. Yeah. All right, guys, that is a wrap to episode 50 of the Pride Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed our analysis on this Minnesota Vikings games. It was nice to have my man's peer back with us for this episode, which he missed last episode with us. So happy to have my man's with us. And everyone going to Ford Field, you guys know my motto. It's time to boot up, stand up, and cheer for our Detroit Lions. We pull this victory out first, the Minnesota Vikings which is a huge divisional game. But that's all I got. Like I mentioned, guys, go to the Lions Nation. Go to the Pride Podcast Instagram page to enter in the giveaway. It's totally worth it and free. So go to Instagram and check it out. But that's all I got for you guys. I am signing out. Sayonara. Peace, Detroit. All right, guys. Before I let you guys go, uh, just a quick thing. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, make sure you rate, review, and give us a five star we appreciate all the support thanks i'm out peace all right everybody peace Pride Podcast is sponsored by the D-Line, a lifestyle brand celebrated by Detroit and the great state of Michigan. Visit thedline.com for awesome apparel, stickers, and more. Thedline.com for Detroiters made by Detroiters. happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com